Hello and welcome to episode 288 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRLP. Joining me as always is the glorious League Freak. You can also find me on Twitter at League Freak. How you going there, mate? I'm going amazing, Andrew. How are you? Yeah, look, I'm not doing too bad. Not too That's bad. Right. That's For right. Monday? Yeah, yeah. We'd, we've changed up our record schedule a little bit because we wanted to. Yeah. Um, basically because I forgot what day of the week it is these days. And what else? Oh, yeah, the last episode was so good, we decided to give it a bit of room to breathe. Yeah, that was a stunner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Speaking of stunning, you yes. should see our balls, people. Exactly. You know what? If you go to manscaped.com and you put in the code NRL, you get 20% off and free shipping of everything on the manscaped.com website. Um, the thing to get, I reckon, at the moment is the performance package because in the performance package, you get the lawnmower 3.0, which is your ball trimmer, basically. You get the weed whacker, which is for your ear and nose hair trimmer, which is pretty amazing. That's like uh, riding the lightning. Um, you get your crop preserver, which is the anti-chafing ball deodorant, and then you get your crop reviver, which is your ball spray toner, because you've got to have your balls toned. You get the magic mat, which is a must, but then you get two free gifts. You get basically a little travel bag, which is really cool to keep everything in, and then you get the Manscaped boxes, which are the microfiber boxes, which I swear by. I love them. Um Get And you get all of that in the one thing. Like, you don't need anything else. So go to manscaped.com, look at the performance package, uh, put in the code NRL, which is our exclusive code for you, and get 20% off and free shipping. What more do you want? I'll tell you what more they want. Mm -hmm. They want us to do an Ask Kenty episode. Excellent. I'm ready. My body is ready. We should do this. Yeah. So this is these are going to be a few from last week included in here as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, um, it's not going to be focused on what happened last week too much. Yeah. The first one comes from Vic Sophius. He says, Jesse Ramian gets a three-match suspension for his hit on Matt Dufty. Why can't one of those three games be held over until the two teams meet again? The only teams that benefit are the ones that play the Sharks in the next three games. Yeah, this, this is like a long held belief by people going back to 1908 and what are you going to do like sort it like all the suspensions and things are already as complicated as they could make them you don't want to have to use an abacus to work out who's playing when and why i agree i think i've said it before and i know people are going to disagree but i just think if something's if something is deemed worthy of being put on report, then you might as well give that person 10 in the bin. I don't care how minor it is. And that yep. way you get rid of this whole argument of, oh, we don't get anything out of it because they get suspended and they miss next week. You get 10 minutes. Well, did you see that, the, you know, the Kyle Felt tackle we talked about in the last episode? Mm-hmm. He, got, he got suspended for like two weeks for that tackle, but he did two of them the exact same, and they only got him for one of them. Which was kind of weird. Two weeks. Yeah. Wow, that's that's nuts. Yeah, it really is. Hey. Uh, if, if I thought if you wanted to suspend him for for that, because there's no malicious intent in there to put him on his head. No, it's a 
fucking gun tackle, and he lands him on his back. Um, I'd give him no more than 90 points, so you just say, you know what, you're sailing close to the wind, mate, and that's it. That yeah, was just, that, I think that would make more sense. But I like I, I was like you. I, I just thought it was a great tackle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Chase Christensen asks, do you think Wayne Bennett will retire from coaching after this season? I thought he I thought he had plans after this season. Probably does. It's yeah. probably more coaching. Yeah. Uh, um yeah, I, from memory, I thought he was leaving South and then he was he he had something in mind. I don't know what it was. I I wouldn't be shocked if he was the backup plan for the second Brisbane team, hey. Exactly. Maybe he'll go to the West Tigers. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> That'll fuck his average, Tony. <laughs> um, Manuka Performance asks, Kenty, does Ben Iken dye his hair black? That's a good question. I'm trying to think. It's been a while since I've seen a Ben Iken. Um, it, it it does feel like it's a pretty... the very same colour across his hair. Iken will be getting on a bit now. You'd think there'd be a bit of... A bit of pepper starting to come through. You'd think so, yeah. You, you know, the giveaway is when, like, their hair is just all the same colour because no one's hair's like that. No, he's oh, he's 44 years old. He's not as old as I thought he would be. Yeah. He's almost he's almost the same age as Paul Gallen. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Cameron Smith. Yeah, line them up. Exactly. Um... Liam Turner says, when will a decision be made on Bronson Cherry? I believe the decision has been made. Yeah, if it hasn't been made official, it, it's going to come down very soon. Um, and yeah, he's uh, got four years. Yeah. There was some sort of article which came up recently and he was talking about how he got into a, a, a dark place and was getting depressed and that sort of stuff. And I thought, well, you know. I find it hard to feel sorry for him. Yeah, it sucks that you're going through that, but, you know, you dug that hole yourself. Yeah. And I'll give him credit. He wasn't trying to get sympathy from people. He completely owned the fact that he made a mistake and it was all him, all on him. But, you know, it was a typical Danny Weidel puff piece. Yeah, he likes to uh, polish their knobs, hey? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Mr. Grumpy says that uh, for once he agrees with Paul Kent, and this, is a, and this is on a tweet where Paul Kent was going on about Ryan Madison reportedly looking to make moves on his contract. Apparently, he said, Parramatta fans will burn the joint down because no one's ever left a contract at Parramatta before. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, you know, we talked about that, uh, I think it was maybe in the last episode. It's kind of silly and... You know, if his agent wasn't looking at what he is available out there, he should fire his agent. Um, he's well within his rights. He's got a player option. And I don't know why. I, don't, I can't believe that it, it, it was turned into something by Paul Kent. Like, it's just it's just the business of rugby league. Yeah, it's always been that way. I don't get why anyone thinks there's anything untoward going on here. Yeah, yeah. So it's Madison did it at the West Tigers. It's yeah, not like exactly. the West Tigers fans have got fucking salty tears over it. They moved on pretty well, didn't they? 
yeah, well, West Tigers fans, they tend to take, you know, take it on the chin a bit like, oh, well, dust it off, worry yeah. about the next thing. They're, they're good just, like that. It's just another one that that's happened to. We won't hold a grudge. No, never, ever, ever, ever. <laughs> never. Ever. <laughs> ever. Um, Rotomir right says, <laughs> Mansour and Burton are supposed to be under contract with the Panthers this year. Yet you let one break their contract while one sits there earning less money than he could and not playing first grade. Seems a bit like double standards to me. Well, you know, Dems to, Dems to breaks. Yeah, and it like it's really simple. We have like 50 million wingers that we could use and, and could save a bit of money by letting Mansour go to another club and get another gig elsewhere. And there's not 50 million halves, backup halves. We don't know if uh, if Cleary's going to be available after the head knock he copped on the weekend. And that's why we kept Burton, who's under contract. It, it's like, I can't believe people are pissing and moaning about players that they don't oh, have. No. And look, this is the thing too. I dare say the Panthers were paying more for Mansour than they are for Burton. Yeah, way, way more. So it makes sense to get rid of the bloke who's on more money that you don't need as much. Yeah. And it's like, I just think it's pathetic, all of this whinging about Burton. Like, I've heard people get upset about injuries. I've heard them get upset about suspensions. I've never heard people pissing and moaning about a play they don't fucking have at their club. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good one. It's a good yeah, one. It's amazing. Um, Wooly Wolof asks, how come the Broncos keep getting the main TV game every Friday night? I think I think this guy's new to rugby league. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's <laughs> called ratings. It's called relevant ratings in the market. He'll work it out. Yeah. Um. Now, the Oracle I think works for the Daily Telegraph. Telegraph. Yeah. I he tends so. to do a whole heap of lists based on stuff that happened since the seventies. He doesn't. He doesn't not care about what happened to the game before then. No one was alive for that, so fuck that part no. of the game. By the way, who um, does lists anymore? I mean, come on. Yeah. Ah, uh, stay tuned for our list. <laughs> um, he says, this is the Oracle. This is getting beyond ridiculous. Luke Curie puts on a masterclass with four tries this. It's only against the West Tigers. But Sam Sider thinks a fullback whose team considered 40 points is the third best player on the field. What the hell is going on? Hashtag Dallium Gate. So, okay, so Sam Thayday was covering this game, and from he gave the points like it was three to was it Brett Morris, three to Brett Morris, two to James Tedesco, and one to Dane Laurie from the Tigers. Now, do you have any problem with that? No. Yeah, I don't really have a problem with it either. I thought Dane Laurie in a beaten side was absolutely outstanding. He was. If you take him out of that side, the West Tigers considered another twenty points. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was really the only West Tigers player that looked dangerous at all. Yeah, and if you looked at the game in total, he was one of the most dangerous players on the field. And as I said, I think after the trial match, I know he's generally considered to be more of a five eighth than anything else, mm. but his understanding of where to be defensively is phenomenal. Like I haven't seen a West Tigers fullback with that. Yeah, you know, who who was actually a fullback at the Tigers at the time? Who's had that? Unbelievable reading of defence since Brett Hodgson. Yeah. Uh, just knows where to be. And very similar in attack too. Pops up in exactly the right place at the right time. 
a genuine threat. Like he'll always run to the run to the line before he passes if he's going to. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal player, absolutely phenomenal player. Um, I've got no problem with him getting one point. No, not the Dewey. I, I think I, I've seen way way worse selections already this year than that in the Dalian points. Yeah. Um. So. I am John asks regarding this. We had Tedesco missing out on three points last week with Billy Moore, who's obviously concussed. <laughs> and now this from Sam Thiday. If Tedesco and Kiri wore maroon and not blue, would they have missed out on points? Well, here's the problem, though, John, um, is that both Billy Moore and Sam Thiday were born in New South Wales. So I don't know how you can say that they're sort of biased there. Yeah, exactly. They're proud New South Welshmen, like yeah. most Queensland rugby league players are. And um, yeah, I, 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 it's weird that somebody like my brain doesn't even go there. Do you reckon it's weird that someone's even thinking along so, lines of origin sort of stuff with Dalian points? Well, the problem with this argument is suggesting that it's it's some sort of bias against New South Welshmen. Yeah. He's not picked a single Queenslander for any of the points. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> How the fuck does that work? Oh, nonsense. Um, hey, Canty, what can the Tigers do to improve their defence this Sunday against the Knights? <laughs> Remember when, was it, I'm pretty sure it was the English Rugby League team, or was it, was it the New Zealand team? No, it might have made New Zealand where they marked the field. So it was narrower than because the rules stated that you could have um, a narrower field if the ground didn't allow for a full size field. So it was kind of in the rules that you could mark out the narrow field. So they yes. marked out a narrow field when they played Australia. It didn't help them at all, but uh, I think that would help the West Tigers. So you're suggesting the Tigers need to play in say a hallway? That would help. Yeah. 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 Not a big hallway, just one of those ones you get in a, in a standard house or a unit. Probably probably a studio apartment. Yeah, or like a house, you know, the housing condition houses. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if you've ever been in a housing condition house. I grew up in one. Um, no, no, and, I, I come from a very, very wealthy family. Wealthy. You you come from a, you, you lived, <laughs> if people, people that don't know, Andrew lived on a country estate. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the house we had was... Um, Oh, just always renovating it. <laughs> enormous, enormous. Uh, yeah, the maintenance costs are insane. You know, all the windows you had to keep repairing all the time because they got a bit dirty. The vast acreage. Vast acreage. <laughs> the plantations we had going on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just and you know the worst part was having to go into the room all the money was in and constantly having to clean it up and stack it up, stack all the cash up again because the money kept coming out underneath the door and stuff. Oh, so annoying. Massive pain in the ass. That was, yeah. Yeah. Um, now to go for this Tigers defense thing, there's an article on the Fox sports website where, um, rugby league brains, Brayton Astor and Corey Parker Mm -hmm. have pointed out the tiger Achilles heel and they've exposed it. Oh, finally. Um, the article says, In a horror outing, the West Tigers' biggest weakness in their left sedge defence... <laughs> sedge. Go the sedge. ...was brutally exposed by the unforgiving Roosters' right-edge attack. Man, they're making out like this is the first time this has happened. Yeah. 
From the first try of the game to Tedesco, the Roosters highlighted some serious concerns for Michael Maguire with the defensive combination of Luke Brooks, blah, 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 blah. Joey Lalua, Luciano. It's almost like they're, they're not aware that the Tigers have conceded 26 points or more in, was it, 12 straight games now? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the good part of the Tigers' defense is. Mm. They're is averaging, they're... Uh, they've conceded over 500 points in their last 20 games, which is... That's insane. Holy crap. Yeah. It's <sighs> atrocious. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they, they've, after 20 games, they've gone, oh, the Tigers' left sedge defense has a problem. Check <laughs> on. You see it now? <laughs> like, it, now? Now's the first time you see it? But it's funny because, like, at, at some point, you don't really have to break something down because it's so friggin' obvious, you know? Yeah. So he's, they're saying it's the the Lilua brothers and Luke Brooks. And furthermore, the Tigers' record against the Roosters is just fucking atrocious. Yeah. The Roosters have won 19 of their last 21 games against the West Tigers. And nearly all of those have seen the Roosters score at least 30 points. Do you reckon that when Robinson has the Tigers coming up, the like last week, he's preparing and he sits the Roosters down and he's got a whiteboard and he says, man, we're focusing on one word this week. And he swings it around and it just says, Shared sedge. We're going to attack their sedge. We're going after their sedge. The sedge sedge, is all we want. Just their left sedge. You hear them all yelling, sedge, sedge, during the game. (laughs) So how's this? I'll I'll read you out some score lines to you from, uh, let's see. I'll have a look at this record here. Okay. Yeah. Actually, Tigers have won two, two of their last 21 games against the the Roosters say. So, um, so this is starting from 2010 onwards. Mm-hmm. These are these are the big wins. There's, there's not many that aren't included here. Roosters won 44-32. They won 42 48-44-20, 56-14, 30-6, 48-4, 36-4, 33-8, 32-18, 40-18, 22-18. Those all happened consist- you know, in a row. Yeah. Um, those ones that from forty two twenty eight down to twenty two eighteen, that was from round fifteen twenty twelve to round twenty four twenty seventeen. Then the Tigers won ten eight, and then <laughs> they uh, played some defence and won. Yeah, I think that might have been during the Origin period too. <laughs> and then the last four games, the Roosters have won forty two twelve, twenty four sixteen, thirty eight sixteen, and forty to six. Jeez, that's crazy. Brutal. What's that's, the average score here? That's a lot. 31 and a half yeah. to the Tigers' 13.9. That is it's an 18-point margin on average. Yeah. Wow. I'm trying to think. That would be one of the worst ones over the last 20 games I could think of. Like, it's not often you see that sort of domination. Obviously, the, the Knights, because they had a really bad run recently, they'd be up there. But... Damn, that's a lot of points for one team to score against another. Yeah, and so it's been going on for almost a decade now. Yeah. And then they're making it like it's some sort of rare, weird thing that's... How? What the hell happened? Half the West Tigers' history, hey? Yeah, easy. 
Easy. So they're going on about effort areas and stuff like this. There's a lot of problems with the West Tigers, and it's been going on for close to a decade. Mm-hmm. And that is um, short loop Brooks is a part of it. Um, I've said all along that I think he's always been someone who's a bull running six more than an organizing halfback. Mm-hmm. And the, the large reason why the Tigers struggled when Mitch Moses was there was because Mitch was being the 5'8". Yeah. When he was clearly someone who called plays and should be in the seven jumper. Yeah. Sure enough, when he went to Parramatta, they put him in the seven and they've had a lot more success out of him because of that. Mm-hmm. That's what he is. Brooks is a six. He can't organize shit, but he can, yeah. he's, he's got a lot of great skills. As, I, as I've said in previous episodes, you look at what he has actually has, he's got a lot of great skills, but the one skill he lacks and always has, is the ability to organise and run plays. Yeah, and like that's what the West Tigers have left themselves with because of their personnel decisions, like the decision to get rid of Benji Marshall, who was an organiser. And, I mean, even Josh Reynolds, to a certain extent, Josh Reynolds wasn't really an organiser, but he does more than Luke Brooks does in that department. They got rid of both of them and didn't really replace them. That's right. Well, they went and bought centres instead. Well, you know, at least that helped shore up their defence out wide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's got great guns. Yeah. And regarding their defence, the problem the Tigers have had with their defence for a long time is no communication. Um, and no, they do not work together. No. And what I say about that is, and I've, I've mentioned it before in detail, is the way that the Panthers' defence works. Everyone supports one another. It's always twos. They're always sliding. They're never, ever flat-footed. And everything that the Tigers have been doing for the last near decade is um, one person doing something on their own. They're not working with another teammate. Mm. It's just a bunch of blokes who kind of have just been put together on the field and say, okay, you, you guys are a team now. There's never been cohesion there. And yeah, that and- comes from the constant churn of players. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, they just don't get a chance to have any sort of cohesion because they've played, like, even, you know, one season together for the most part. Um, You know, and you see the way that they come, like, they will come up to a certain point defence and then they start sliding backwards. And against any NRL team, they're going to carve you up when you do that. And they, they, they just constantly do that. It's terrible. Yeah, and it's because... They don't know what the man either, you know, on the inside or on the outside is going to do. They don't know if he's going to go up and try and stop the ball carrier. They don't know whether he's going to keep sliding. They don't know if he's going to go straight. And so all they do the whole time in their defensive line is guess what the person beside them is going to do. The yeah. more they're doing that, they're holding back, and the other team just runs however they please, and they score points however they please. Um, you know, it... it that's just the way they are. And I think part of the problem is is the culture of the club. Mm-hmm. And it's an attitude that a lot of players have got towards the club, and that is this team's never going to make the finals. So I'll sign a contract with them because I don't have to try as hard and I'll still get big money. And I'm not saying that all players do that, but I'm saying I reckon there'd be a fair amount of players who go there and they they play with less intensity when they turn up at the club. Yeah, and, but it also has to do with the way they they recruit the players. Like, they recruit so many players after 
like they get the offcast from other clubs. So you're yeah. getting a player to a club that knows his previous club didn't want him. And so they felt a way about his football. And the West Tigers are only getting him because he was available. And it's just not a good way to recruit players. Like, I mean, they got Tamo in a more normal fashion by signing him while he was available to be signed. But most of their other recruits, like, they, they got in off-seasons and, you know, they they did player swaps. I mean, even Dane Laurie, who's a great player, they got him in a player swap. Mm. It, it's just not the way to put together a club. No, and that's all they do. And it's just constantly chasing your tail. Mm. There's no long-term plan there. And this is the thing is what's worked with the Panthers is the fact that, you know, a large core of their squad are a bunch of blokes who are from the Panthers' juniors' development area, and they all play together as juniors. Tigers have got a a massive junior area as well. Fuck all of them come through to the NRL side. They go to other clubs. Yeah, and, that, like, that's that's terrible. And you've got to wonder, we've seen enough coaches go through the West Tigers, and the player churn is, is about what you'd expect at most clubs. At what point does the the board take responsibility, and what at what point do you look at the CEO and say like, none of this is working? Well, when does the CEO have to take responsibility for that? Yeah, like how many coaches and players do you need to churn through before you realise that the same thing keeps happening? Doesn't matter who you've got at the club running mm-hmm. the team or who's on the field. Yep, exactly. And that's the problem they've got, and it's been going on here. If they don't make the finals this year, and it's looking pretty likely. It'll be a decade since they last made the finals. That's terrible. Mm. That's how shit they are. Yeah. There we go. Um, so how can they improve on their defense this weekend against the Knights? Um, simple. Stop thinking about scoring points. They've got to go out there and go, you know what? All we're going to do is work together and work in pairs mm. defensively. So we see a bloke with the ball. We'll go up. Slide up and towards that person. We won't go backwards, up and towards them as pairs. So if he gets out of one tackle, there's another defender right there to try and stop him. And we support one another the whole way through, all game. All they've got to do is you you just don't see it. That's the other thing. They don't stop the second phase player. They don't wrap up the ball. They don't get the the attacker on the ground fast enough. Mm -hmm. They let them keep pushing forward and standing in the tackle. And so it means they get a. Not only do they get extra cheap meters out of it, they also get a quick play the ball out of it, and so the defense is automatically running backwards. Tell you what, they're going to have a real hard time against the Newcastle Knights because they've got a very good forward pack. Yep. Um, their backs are really hard to handle when they get on a roll. I don't know if uh, Pong is back this week. Do you know if he's back this week? Not sure. Not sure. He should be back soon, though. Yeah, he's got to be close. It's either got to be this week or next week, I think. So we'll find out, I guess, when they put the team lists out. But um, yeah, it, it. You know, if he's back in the side, it's it's going to be a real long night for them. Oh yeah. Um. Now yeah, we've got that out of the system. <laughs> uh, Thomas says, "Tell Buzz to unblock me." Um. You don't want that, Thomas. Yeah. Why would somebody want to be unblocked by Buzz? Yeah, you don't need that. You don't need mm. that in your life. Um, someone says, hey, Kenty, what do you think of Fox stealing posts and pictures from 
the at NRL News Twitter account and the at League Unlimited account. I don't think you give a shit. Yeah, they don't care. I saw that Fox Sports had stolen a picture that someone had taken of uh, Cameron Smith's statue. They'd put a <laughs> piece of Devon on the back of his head and took a picture for another... That's, I think it was full credit to the boys' podcast. That's exactly right. Full credit to the boys' yeah. podcast. They call him Devon Head because they said his bald spot looks like someone put a, sli- a oh, slice okay. of Devon on his head. And, yeah, Fox Sports just stole it and put their logo on it, which is fantastic. you got to love when they do that. And just didn't credit anyone. They just distributed it no no one at fox sports cared nope. and i thought that was pretty pretty gross yeah they're, they're big on that yeah uh shout out to george <laughs> <laughs> chen's golden says kenty with more and more teams happy to give away a six again call on the first tackle thoughts on a first tackle infringement actually being a penalty to stop teams from being able to slow momentum and set the defensive line Ooh, I like this idea. What if we made it so that if there was an infringement, instead of calling six again, they called it a penalty? Yeah, at any time in the tackle count. Yeah, that would be awesome. That's a great idea. I'm going to put that in the notes for another rule change this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I think if you put it down as a new rule change and you put it to Vlandy's as well as telling him how great he is, um, I think that'll get that'll get the green light. But you, you've got to, the key to doing it, to making any rule change in the NRL, is you've got to start with the phrase, back in my day. Yep, that helps. Yeah. And say, I saw in the paper you came up with this great idea, PVL. <laughs> That's how you start every conversation with him. He goes, oh, yeah, I had that idea. Oh, let's do it. Make him feel like he owns it. <laughs> it was his idea. That's a That's a good way to do stuff, isn't it? Yeah, that's all right. I think that you walk into a room and you say, I've been thinking about what you said the other day, and yeah, I should get that new pair of Nikes, shouldn't I? <laughs> we should all try that. Let's get our listeners, right? Let's do a social experiment, right? Yeah. Go to your significant other and just go in and say, I've been thinking about what you were talking about other the other day, and yeah, I should buy myself that thing. And let us know if it works. Yeah. It's um, it a positive reinforcement. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> Either that or manipulation of a loved one, one of the two. Yeah, well, yeah. A little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a new way to do negotiating. Yeah. Is it called that might also, I don't know if I'm right, maybe that's what gaslighting is. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I always thought gaslighting was something that happened when you had a a uh, a problem with your hot water heater. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> I, I, I've got no idea. Yeah, These not... are just new terms nowadays that I don't understand at all. Yeah, same here. Um, Daniel Watson-Hayes asks, the NFL recently secured $113 billion over 11 years for its broadcasting rights, spreading its product across five broadcasters. Is this the way forward for the NRL? Multiple free-to-air channels, OTT services, and Fox League, which would generate additional revenue for expansion. I think it is, but because we're selling it to such a smaller population, I think that you would see um, not so much diversification of the way that the broadcast rights are are split up. So I think it would be fewer um, outlets, but I do think it's the way of the future for sure, especially for overseas. Like, what is to stop 
say, Amazon, who got involved in the NFL rights this time around? Um, what is to stop them from deciding that they would like to have some NRL, you know, that they could sell to overseas broadcasters or, or on their overseas, you know, subscription channels or whatever? Um, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how the next broadcast deal works. Yeah, I I would like to see a different free-to-air channel uh, with, with the NRL. Yeah, so I think I. I think Channel 10, I've said it before, I think they would be absolutely brilliant because they'd be a lot more positive and a lot more proactive about promoting the game mm-hmm. as opposed to the way Channel 9 denigrates it and the thinking that if we shit on something often enough, people will watch it. I don't know how they think that works. No. Um, but you know, that's the thing is that the AFL have got I saw some stats recently for their first round of games, I think it was, yeah. for this season. And all of their all of their viewing viewerships are up, which means okay. a lot of their advertising revenue they get during those games is also going to increase. Yeah. The Channel 9 mindset is if we try and make sure that less people watch this, then there'll be less revenue coming into us for it, which means we can then tell the NRL we don't want to pay as much for it. It's kind of like shooting yourself in the face to spite your nose. <laughs> <laughs> like the thing that worries me is that the we went to an independent commission so that we got at the broadcasters out of the decision-making bro- process. And I feel like in the last probably 12 to 18 months, the broadcasters have hooked their claws into the administrators and they've really pushed them around in terms of what we're doing with the broadcasting. And that comes down to Peter Volandis gave them, you know, a $30 million discount to Channel 9, which they promptly turned around and gave to a rugby union. So it, it that worries me. But I think that, you know, with cord cutters and stuff like that, that are coming along now and, you know, Foxtel's needing to to change the way they do stuff and Fox Sports having to change how they do things. Um, and it, look, that also comes down to how we expand the competition. You know, if we keep making sure that Channel 9 gets what they want in Sydney and Brisbane, but we don't look to expand any further beyond that, we're not going to attract any other, you know, channels to bid for the game because... It's all set up for Channel 9 and what they want. Yeah, and look, I've, I've not said it before, but I think if we keep trying to, if we keep expanding, so to speak, into areas where the game is already popular, mm. we're just making the same mistakes that the English Super League does. Yes. And look where that's getting them. Exactly, yeah, they're stuffed. Um, Conigman asks, have the new rules exacerbated the difference between the top teams and the bottom teams? Yes. Yeah, and, surely and, the more. Sorry, you go. Like I was just going to say that that was always going to happen, and it's going to make the mar- the margins way bigger. Yeah, I mean, we saw that pretty quickly last year when mm-hmm. these new rules came in. That the the top teams learned how to maximize the new rules and, and get the most out of them, and the bottom teams just had to try and keep up. Yeah, and that's a bad situation to be in, and it's it is just getting worse this year. Yeah. Um, he says, surely the more time the ball is in play, it increases the chances of the already stronger teams winning. That is true. And when you 
consider that we don't have penalties and scrums as frequently now to allow both sides to rest, it means that the team on the back foot stays on the back foot longer. Uh, we saw with the Sharks versus Raiders game uh, on Sunday that the Raiders kept their they kept the momentum, they kept field position, um, possession, and the Sharks could not get into that first half at all. The thing yeah. that saved them was the halftime break because you go out and go, right, everything's reset. We now get a chance to have a breather and start again. And sure enough, they got themselves back into the game. And for the teams that aren't as good as the Sharks are, and there's several of them, mm-hmm. that halftime break is it's too late. Like The game is yeah. gone by then. Yeah, the, the other thing is too, like if you take out all of the scrums, and you streamline everything so that it's just a running game, you end up with only one way to play. And so if, say you're a team that <clears throat> you have problems with your defence, you have problems like if oppositions get on a roll, you can't just kick for touch and slow the game down and stop everything and use that as a tactic. And it's a, you know, it's a real tactic. There's nothing wrong with that. And we talked a couple of episodes about the way that, you know, what makes a sport, what keeps something as a full sport as opposed to like a training session sort of game. And if you take away all of the little rules and wrinkles and stuff that makes rugby league rugby league, you don't give an opposition team a chance to change the momentum of a game with a good kick that finds touch or, you know, just slowing the game down. Like how many great players of the past did we talk about they played the game at their pace they didn't play at the at the opposition's pace and you know if you take that option out the game you're going to let be left with big blowout score lines every weekend and no one wants that yeah you're just going to have a bunch of centers and second rows playing the game yeah pretty much um fifth and last another podcast asks why has the NRL not adopted the 18th man concussion substitution rule implemented throughout the QRL and the New South Wales Rugby League state comps? I don't know how this this works, but I saw Kenty completely shit on the idea saying clubs will just abuse it. And he said, oh, they'll just use it like it's a fifth interchange because they'll yeah. just say, oh, he's coming off for a HIA and then you can use that one and it's a free interchange. Mm-hmm. And I went, if you look at it in a simplistic manner, Kent probably has a point. I think what needs to happen is so long as there's a doctor on site and he says, you know what, this person generally has concussion, they're not coming back, yeah. then that's when the 18th substitution is allowed to go ahead free of charge. You're not going to be able to use it if someone's coming off for a test. It can only be used once they've been allowed not to come back on the field. Yeah, see, I I, I get that. and I'm not, I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying I'm advocating for it, I guess. I'm yeah. just saying if you want to have it, that's the only way to make it work. The way I look at it is my head says I understand having that extra player available if there's a con- somebody that doesn't come back from concussion. I get that completely, and it's probably the way to go. My heart says I, I would just rather your name is 17. If you lose a player through concussion or whatever, you- you've just lost a player. I mean, why... You know, why is one extra player the arbitrary number? Why don't we have two? Why don't we have three? Why don't we have four? Why well, don't we just like, keep it fair? Their head knocks. Why not, like, if someone breaks an ankle or a wrist or something? Exactly. Like, you could yeah, go we're gonna on, have, and on. We're going to have a 19th man who deals with hamstrings so that Sharks can have an extra 
<laughs> an extra bench player the whole time. Can we Every just have Matt Moreland runs onto the field? Oh, he's off. Oh, there's a free bench. You bastard. You fucking beat me to the Matt Moreland <laughs> joke. <you> son <laughs> of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> just the Matt. Kurinala gets an extra play, and it's just the Matt Moreland interchange. That's um, well, you yeah, can, yeah. It, they could have the two. They could have one for Josh Dugan's knees. Josh Dugan. He just runs on the field for 30 seconds when every single time it looks like Josh Dugan has done his season-ending injury, but then they swap back when it turns out he's fine. Yeah. So you could just move from one one different substitute from the other. Oh, no, it was his hamstring. Oh, hang on, it might be a HIA. Oh, he's okay. Bring him back on. Yeah. You can just that, dip his toes in every pool there. That's a great idea. I, but, yeah, I, I tend to think, like, name me 17. If you lose players, I'm sorry. That's unfortunate, but... That's just you got to play on, you know. Um, we once upon a time were just naming 13 players on each side, and if you lost a player back then, you were playing with 12 on the field. Um, so, yeah, I don't. I personally don't want extra players added for any reason. No, I agree. Um, T-Mac asks, with all the private messages to players regarding failed multis, <laughs> should the NRL and NRL shows be showing gambling ads and taking sponsorship money from them? Promotion is encouraging gambling, is it not? It's, uh, it's a fair point. Yeah, um, that is a fair elo- point. Eloquently made with a slight slight pinch of humour. Um, there was a story which came out today from Josh Morris's Instagram account where someone was threatening to bash the crap out of him because uh, I think I assume he didn't score a try and that stopped this person from getting a big payout on their multi. And he wanted to go and bash Josh Morris. <laughs> just, a, just a word of advice to people. Don't threaten human beings whose professional career that they earn hundreds of thousands of dollars from is taking super athletes and throwing them to the ground over and over again because you're probably not going to end up in a good position. Yeah, I, it's it's not going to work. No, it's like the, the the number one rule in life: never, ever, ever fight the bouncers. Yeah, that's right. That's true, and that's that's what most of them were. They were former rugby league players. <laughs> yeah, they just tackled too hard. Exactly. <laughs> oh, don't start me on that. <laughs> um, Deep Longstop asks for this week's fabricated argument. Can you and can you have Buzz and Gordy debate Palmy versus Palmer? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when you watch those shows and, and like, you know that they've said, can you just fire up a little bit? Can you just act like you really care about this subject? I'm I'm curious as to why Buzz has decided to start turning on his uh, fellow co-workers at Fox Sports. <laughs> yeah, he had a go, was it Cooper Cronk the other week about him doing something that he was able to do? Mm-hmm that both clubs are fine with. Um, it keeps him awake, I guess. It must do. It must do. I'd like to see Buzz have an argument with, with um, James Hooper, just to see if any English is said. Do you reckon that there'll be some sort of black hole that would open up and just suck them both into it? Oh, geez, I hope so. <laughs> Maybe we should experiment with that. It'd be a visible intellectual vacuum. Yeah, yeah, that's what would cause it. <laughs> we should try one day to do like a manufactured argument because we agree on a hell of a lot about rugby league where like we just it's completely random like we we randomly generate which side we take but then we do that you know how they they pretend that they're really arguing about it 
Okay. I think the way we do that is um, you would have to argue that the West Tigers are going to get better. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. How would that even be possible? Well, yeah, that's the only way this is going to work because I can't fucking argue that. On nearly anything, I can't do it on that. What, what if we take something we both really believe in but then swap them around? So I start arguing we should get rid of daylight saving. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's a good I'm one. Sorry, I had to. JJ says, "Where to now for for Joey Lolua? His defensive reads are a major concern for us Tigers fans." Um. Where to now for him? Well, after his contract ends, it'll probably go to Super League. That's yeah, the general. That's the general run. If you finish with an NRL club and you go to the West Tigers, the only possible place you can go after that is Super League. He'd be good in Super League too. Oh man, he'd destroy them. Yeah, big dude. You could play him in the forwards even. They would play him in the forwards. Yeah, I mean they had um, oh, some Cowboys winger that went over there. I've got his name there. Um, centre. I think he was actually a centre. They they started playing him in the in the second row and then a prop over there yeah, in his first year playing there. Oh really? Oh, what was his name? Oh god damn it! Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Too early in the year for that. Yeah, the guy. Um, yeah. Will the Warriors ever get a fair go from the refs in this competition, and when will there be actual consequences for referees who make blatantly incorrect decisions? Uh, the answer is no. The Warriors are going to forever be um, under the pump from the referees. It's weird how all of the bad teams in the NRL are upset that they don't get calls from referees. It's like... How about you just sort your your game plan out first before you start worrying about what the refs are doing? Yeah, I had a, a Bulldogs fan have asked me a question during the week. You know, how long has the team gone without getting a penalty? I thought, yeah, you know, you're supporting the Bulldogs. Penalties aren't the reason why you're losing games mm. or a lack of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Warriors have had a bit of a rough trot with, with referees' decisions for a while, but, you know, if you're... If you're relying on referees' decisions to go your way to get victories, then you're not doing enough on the field. Yeah, exactly. You've got to fight all the elements. You've got to fight against the referee. You've got to fight the opposition team. And uh, everything. As as far as um, actual consequences for referees who make bad decisions, um, they get hauled over the coals by Graham Annesley every Monday morning, don't they? You would think Wasn't so. It? I think he sits down, he pulls his, his like cuff up so he can see his watch, obviously. You've and got to. He says, he says, listen, I'm going to go and do a PowerPoint presentation in about 45 minutes, and I'm just going to focus on you, Ashley Klein, your <laughs> fucked son. And then he says, get out. <laughs> I won't cop this anymore. You can have the. Uh, the Dragons versus Cowboys game on the weekend. That's your punishment. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, 
That big ref says, why does the NRL persist with 6 p.m. Friday games? Wouldn't more TV viewers and fans at the ground be available if the fixture was moved to Sunday? Then you could have a 2, 4, and 6.30 p.m. game on Sunday. That sounds really reasonable. I've I've never been a fan of 6 o'clock games on, on weekdays. <clears throat> or actually, yeah. even 8 o'clock games on weekdays. I don't know why we have Thursday night games. Yeah, the, I think the 8 o'clock games are even more crazy because yeah. that game's finishing at 10 o'clock and, like, you've got work the next day. Yeah. And that's, like, 10 o'clock the game finishes. That's not getting out to the car park. You're always sitting in the car park for, like, half hour. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand it. The only thing I can think is that maybe for Fox Sports, they would say that having it, it works better for them to have the viewers been across all of the so many days of the week as opposed to having them condensed to Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's all I can think of. And look, this is this is the way that sport is going to go. Not just all sports, but rugby league in particular, because the game is basically played almost entirely in the ten meter gap between the defensive line and you know the attacking line. Mm-hmm. It is purposely built for for TV. Yeah. And so that's why you don't see rugby league being taken to massive stadiums and being played in front of 100,000 100, seat stadiums all the time. You know, they play in 20,000 seat stadiums because, you know, it makes no difference if there's a crowd there or not. They, they're making most of their money from, you know, people watching it on TV. Yeah. And advertising money. It's a TV sport, pure. Yeah. And so bums on seats is something they want. Well, bumps on seats at stadiums is not something they want. They want bumps on seats at home watching it. Watching it on TV, yeah. And, like, I mean, that's what the Super League war was fought over. And, you know, I, I think that in the very near future, we're going to have seven-day-a-week rugby league. I've said that before. Um, I don't think we'll have round-by-round. Round. I think it'll be, a, a, like, almost like the Premier League schedule. Yeah. Yeah. There was something that was almost dabbled with... Back at the around when the NRL actually formed in '98, yeah, they started dabbling with little things. Then they'd play a few games on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and stuff like that. No, constantly toying with the idea of playing a, one game every day of the week, mm-hmm. and then they just went, "Yeah, we don't want this." Yeah, I think that people would be more open to it now, but I think you would need a, a bigger, more teams in the competition to yeah. pull it off. You still want to, you know, you'd have to have one game on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, probably even one game on Friday. So there's five games. That's 10 teams. Mm-hmm. And they just have a ton of games on Saturday and Sunday so that the fans can still go and watch their teams play as well. Yeah, no, like it would give them the opportunity to play with the draw so that, you know, you still had your gaps between, uh, like, not having a, having teams play within five-day turnarounds, which they don't like, even though the stats you've shown, it, it doesn't really make any effect to them. Um, but, yeah, that, that's where I think we're going. I don't think it'll be in the next TV deal, maybe the TV deal after that. Yes. Um, Paul Smith asks, will I win Powerball this week? No. Nah, sorry, Paul. Yeah, you wasted your money. Yeah. Yeah, you stuffed up. You done bad, son. Um Ben says, are the Dragons the real deal? No. And do you think Paul Graham will go with Norman Hunt and McCulloch for his Queensland spine? Norman Hunt and McCulloch. Why? Why, yeah. I would go Grant. 
Who else? Ponga. Yeah, um, I guess Ponga. We're, we're also forgetting that there's a uh, Cameron Munster exists and Daily Cherry Evans. I mean, Ben, like Ben Hunt, I'm not saying he's your first pick, but he's in the race. Yeah, he's playing good. There's no doubt about it. McCulloch yeah. is just not, and no. Norman never has been. No. no. Norm, Norman is as close a chance to playing Origin again as Moses and Bai. <laughs> That's where you know, they're I, at, those two. I them, and, these, them and Milford. I think DCE is... Uh, I think you could pick him in the Australian team and he'd do the job. Not a, not a problem at all. Like, I I don't think Manly's problems are DCE at all. No, they certainly aren't. It's a bunch of forwards plodding around going nowhere. Yeah, and backs that are not first graders. Yes. Sounds like the West Tigers. <laughs> um, Jerry Nichols says, two rounds in and the number of blatant forward passes being missed is ridiculous. What are these touch judges and refs doing? Well, half of them got laid off. That's part of the problem. Yeah, that is a problem. I Look, I think we saw more forward pass calls in the first two rounds than we have for a long time. And I think it's because the game is so fast, teams are trying to get on the advantage line as much as possible. And the the players, are, I mean, we've seen how many halfbacks standing in front of the dummy half, just too eager to get on the advantage line. So I think that they're calling them, but... Because there's so many more forward passes, there's just a few extra ones that are being missed. But I think that for the most part, they they're calling a lot of them pretty well. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't blaming refs for not calling forward passes because half the time they're standing on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like accusing the square leg umpire for not giving more LBWs out. Exactly. Exactly. Um. The Big Aussie says, your thoughts on dividing the game into 25-minute quarters with five-minute breaks? Um, fucking stupid. Yeah, terrible idea. Absolutely terrible idea. Every time we've seen them try and dabble with the, the quarters, ch- cutting the game into quarters, and it's really quickly straight away why we don't do it. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Um, here's an interesting one. Uncle Reckless says, with the fair few things the refs are missing, do you think we will see two refs back by the finals? Hate for a wrong decision to cost someone a finals berth. <laughs> I love rugby league. It's just so good. Uh, hey, Peter, I was thinking about what you were saying the other day, and we should have two referees. <laughs> it'd be great. You know, I think one referee's going good. The game would be twice as good if we had two referees. It's the way of the future. You're a genius, PVL. Um, should there be a rule to stop clubs like the Dogs agitating for future signings to be released from their contract early? Yes, 100%. Yeah, I think if you sign a contract with a player that's for two years' time, you've made that decision, so you've got to stick by it. Yeah, or negotiate a release, you know, and if you can't negotiate a release, I'm sorry, you know. Um, the thing I would say is that, and look, sometimes sponsors need to get their exposure however they can. But I got to say, if I was running the NRL and a sponsor started talking about another team should uh, release a player, I I would find the club of that sponsor and say that's tampering. Yeah, 
you, we can't be having this tampering stuff and trying to force clubs into releasing players. Mm. The Tigers did it with with Dane Laurie. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, well, they they were able to come up with a a they, they actually had a player that Penrith wanted in Momorowski. Yeah, who was first grade quality. Bulldogs don't have someone like that they can trade with. No. That's why they're agitating for this, and they've been a lot more aggressive about it because they need Burton, but they've got nothing to offer Penrith for him other than, I dare say, cash. And maybe that's something that could happen is they just say, you know what, we'll let you have a million, but you need to give us cash that can because you don't have any players that we want. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I just think it's, <clears throat> I think it's pathetic. I really do. It is. It is. Um, are the Broncos being unfairly targeted? No. There's so many six against they cop and then don't get when the same thing happens to them. I feel the commentary on them is biased and really lay the boot in as well. Oh, It's because they're terrible. What yeah. are you supposed to so, say about a team that's fucking terrible? One thing I've noticed with Brisbane is a large reason why they cop a lot of six against is because they are trying to constantly slow the play down. Yeah. And so they are lying all over the ruck. Um, it worked really well when there was no six agains because you just give away one penalty and that gave you the slowing down effect you wanted. Mm-hmm. But now you don't get the penalty. It's just another six again, another six again. And it just keeps going and going and going. So it's not so much... Um, it's not so much that they cop a lot of them. It's the fact that they're still doing something that they shouldn't be doing anymore because it doesn't work with the new system. They're idiots. Simply what it is. Yeah. And, and the th- you know what I find really weird is the way that, like, we've literally only had two rounds. And so many people are talking like these teams are set in stone and what they've done is who they are and who they'll be for the rest of the year. Like, man, I, I don't think you can you can really judge a team until you're a good two months into the competition. That's right, yeah. I'm starting to notice with a few of these questions coming in that everyone from every single different club thinks that there's some sort of um, bias against their team. Yeah, all, all the terrible clubs at the very <laughs> least. I, I I was told during the week that the Panthers are one of the darling clubs of the NRL and that the NRL is pushing for us to be a top club every year. And I was like, man, that that's cool. We've had one good year this decade. Darlings, you've been protected. I know, right? I've got shares in Penrith doing well. <laughs> Them and Don't the fuck my multi. <laughs> yeah, they fucked up my multi. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go up to kick out and say, man, I had you for three tries, not two. You're fucked, mate. Well, yeah, that might work because he'll look up at you and go, oh, nah. <laughs> um. Do you think Kafusi was treated lightly because he plays for Melbourne? Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, Why has everyone got a victim complex? I don't know. What the Look, fuck? I think the problem with the Kafusi one is, that in my opinion, he cocked his elbow intentionally mm-hmm. as he was about to land on that player. I can't remember. I think it was Madison, wasn't it? I think what he did was, I think there was a, a sign of intent there. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. And unfortunately, it's not um, 
it's not something that they can actually go in and say for certain that they think there was malicious intent or not, or whether the impact he gave was, um, you know, what caused the, the concussion. Because he did hit his head pretty hard on the ground as well, whether that was from the elbow or just from the force of the tackle. Who knows? And because there's so much uncertainty around it all, you can't just go and give a bloke, you know, eight weeks for we don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, he's going to get off. I, I just think it's funny that it's like you, you have teams who are really bad, like obviously bad, and there are people out there that are like, they just don't like us. <laughs> Agreed. I don't get it. Um, should Todd Payton start preparing now for life without Jake Clifford as a spine player? Where's he going? Yeah. I think he I think he should probably try and start looking at alternate options if there's any within the club. Oh yeah, but, like I would have not no... just not just Sorry. Clifford either. Yeah. I was gonna say I would have no doubt if you said like to Todd Payton and he was brutally honest if you said, Listen, what are your plans for Drinkwater, Morgan and Clifford long term? I'm sure he'd say, Well, I hope they're somewhere else <laughs> Yeah, well, He's already started to make moves on Granville because he's got Reese Robson starting at, at Hooker more often now. Yeah, yeah. So he's already he's already got the wheels in motion there. Yeah, the, so. the problem is he's for the most part he inherited he inherited this team. Like mm-hmm. he's he hasn't had a chance to recruit for them. Yeah, and I think they've got a fair few players with a few years left on them as well too. Yeah. Um, Saint Daniel says, "Do you think Ben Hunt will back up his great form?" think he's capable of it whether he does or not will depend yeah, on who he's playing against gotta see and like a lot of it is up to his forwards to to, yep. to go forward I, I love how well he runs the ball he's one of the best ball running halfbacks i think i've ever seen you know he's in that top echelon of them very um very tough competitor mm-hmm. too yep yep Just i think a lot going. I think a lot of the criticism of him is really unwarranted. Oh, of course it is. And a lot of it comes down to the fact he dropped the ball in the grand final. Yeah. Which I can't believe everyone... that is still going on about it. Fox yeah. Sports made a fucking thing about it during the week. I was like, Did they? what are they talking about? And I went, oh, that, right. Jeez, I thought we moved on from there. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Boy Boy asks, is Hodgson more of a liability than an asset to the Raiders? I I'll hand this yeah. over to you. <laughs> yes, he is. He makes terrible decisions. He uh, His service is not very good. Starling is a far better player. And I think that if the Raiders got a... If they put Starling in at halfback, and can you imagine the Raiders, as they are, right? As they are right now. You put Starling in at, at hooker, sorry, and your halfback was Adam Reynolds. The Raiders are, are maybe the team to beat. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I don't even think seven's their issue. I think if you had better service coming from nine, you can you can have George Williams in that side comfortably. Um, and that's the problem at the moment is Hodgson's service from nine is starting to get um, slower. I'll say that. Because the one thing he's doing now, something that Robbie Farris started doing at the tail end of his career, and that is gets the ball from dummy half. And first instinct is to take two steps forward before passing the ball at the back. And if you're fast, that's not a bad idea. 
And Farrow, in the in the final years of his playing career, was faster than what Hodgson is. But that's not to say that he was quick enough to be able to do that and get away with it, because all it does is that it gives the defence an opportunity to come up straight away. And so you're playing with less metres. And so, you know, when your forwards do get the ball, they're only going to make six metres and then they've got to start making trying to make post-contact metres instead of running for seven or eight metres. And it's all one or two metres that makes a difference. It's an extra 10 metres at the end of your set. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it's just a lot of hard work as the entire game draws on. Your team, your players are just pushing harder and harder for less and less metres for every tackle throughout the game. Um, puts everyone on the back foot. Also gives your halves less room to move. Um, so it's it's probably the one area where I think Hodgson is struggling with the most. He just needs to be quicker with the ball from you're distributing the ball from dummy half. Just get it off the deck out to your halves as quickly as possible, unless you see an opportunity for yourself. I, I from the first day turned up the Raiders. Uh, I I was like, okay, let's see how this goes. I just haven't raided him. I think that it's just, I I really do. I think that, you know, he's a liability. I agree with the person that asked the question. And I've always thought that. Yeah, I think the the first two or three, the first two seasons he had there, I think he was pretty good. I think, though, the last, the last 18 months especially, he's, he's not been the asset he once was. And he's, he's moving further away from that. And George Williams is never going to win a grand final. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> I'm not contending with that one. I'll take your word on that one. It, it, um, you know what? People say I'm biased. It's not that I'm biased. It's that he's a fucking pom. Yeah. Have you, yeah. He's got a hog on him, though, man. Well, yeah, he does. That's, that's, that's his problem. He's, he's, he's hauling that around. Yeah, it's a liability. It is, oh yeah. I don't know how he hasn't put his spine out yet. He's got to keep pumping blood into that frigging thing as he carries it around. (laughs) I don't know how his spine can handle that. Can you imagine if people started listening to this podcast just in the last couple of weeks and they're like, how the fuck have they started talking about like George Williams' hog just so quickly, just straight into it? What's going on? We can't help it. It's impressive. That's all we can say. Um, Jack asks, what does Hooper have against Melbourne? P.S. You don't throw elbows in jiu-jitsu. Um, first of all, Jack, well done on understanding what James Hooper was saying. Yes. All I hear is loud noises. Blah, 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 blah. That's pretty much him. Yeah. I, I think James Hooper doesn't like anything. No, that's pretty much sums up. He doesn't like... Um, he especially doesn't like car bonnets. No. He just he just gets on his his fucking little blog on Fox Sports website and he blogs some bullshit and every so often they put him on TV. He has to reshave his head for it. And he just sits there just trying to pretend he's angry. Because he's just LARPing. We all know that. Well he thinks he's LARP. I know, I think he probably is angry. You reckon he's properly angry? Yeah. Because he's going, why won't my brain work? <laughs> Keep scratching it. Nothing happens. Remember um, when people used to think I was angry? Yeah, well, you know. 
That's what the podcast has done. People have gone, hang on, he's the mellow one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm the one ranting all the time. Yeah, my tweets come across like I'm fucking angry. I don't know why. Uh, Wayne Stevens asks, will Anthony Milford end up in England playing Super League? Yes, definitely at this rate. Mm-hmm. Um, sooner rather than later, I'd imagine. Although I wonder if the Cowboys would throw him some cash. I don't think you would. What if you had... Okay, what if the Cowboys decided to splash the cash on Adam Reynolds, who is available, and they they were like, what about him and Reynolds as our halves? It's not a bad halves combo. It's not bad. I wouldn't mind seeing seeing Reynolds at the West Tigers. Might be the only thing that would help Brooks out. And remember when they were like, they could have had Latrell Mitchell and they didn't want to pay all the money for him? Yeah. Mind you, at the same time, as much as he would have been an asset, the club didn't need him at the time either. They still don't need Latrell Mitchell. They What they need is... Like proper forward rotation, a halfback. Those are big things they need. They've got to stop signing outside backs. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. Um, do you think that this is Dez's last NRL stint as coach? Yes, definitely. He's, he's not getting a job elsewhere. No. Mind you, we don't know how long he'll be coaching at Manly for. Because you just know one good season... It'll be McGregor all over again. He'll sign a contract extension and lock that shit down. Yeah, it feels that way, hey? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Do you think the game clock should be stopped after every point is scored? That way they actually play the whole 80 minutes. No. That's fine as it is. Yep. Why do I have to keep changing things? I know, right? Uh, Christo asks... I strongly believe that Tuvas Shek is one of, if not the most, overrated player in the NRL. Do you agree? <laughs> I don't, but, no. you know. How can you? Yeah, he's, like he's the best Warriors player by far. Um, yeah, I just can't agree with that. Um, Kenty goes from one extreme... And to the other, starts off the show blowing up about nothing done for concussion by foul play and ends up with, why are we stopping the game for players that rest believe have had a head knock? Which is it, Kenty? It's both. Yeah, it's definitely both. It's 100% both. You, you never look for um for any sense out of a journalist. No. I just think that was, I think we touched on it before, Kenty was arguing that we can't have an 18th player to deal with concussions. And yet he mm-hmm. was... Apparently, starting the show, we're complaining about not being enough done to help players with concussion. So, yeah, it's good work. Maybe we're everyone should just wear helmets. We're the ones in the rugby league media landscape. You know that. Yeah, because we're foolish enough to have one opinion and stick with it. <laughs> yeah. On one topic. Beings. Yeah, we're that's not right. Sociopaths. That's right. Um, Maurice asks, sweet Jesus, is it that bloody difficult to say the name St. George Illawarra? Our local fans find this behaviour really offensive. Just saying St. George or Saints makes us locals wonder, does the media dislike the Illawarra region? They don't you know like what? us. Oh, God. Now on in, I'll do my bit to help out. I'm not going to call them St. George, Saints or anything. I'm going to call them Illawarra and Steelers. Steelers, just Steelers. Yeah. I, you I know what? I found myself for, as much as I can. 
<laughs> I, I'm very big on saying St. George Illawarra Dragons, but just this last weekend, I kept on calling them just St. George. I don't know why. I've um, never called them St. George. I've always called them St. George Illawarra. Yeah. Um, I, I'm up for calling them Steelers from now on. Yeah, we'll call them, we'll call them the Illawarra Steelers now. We'll, we'll level the field. Yeah, we, we fixed it. There you go. We're fixing things. Um, who are more important to a premiership, a quality half or finisher? If a half, if a half, why do try scorers get the accolades? Tries more important than assists. Well, tries give you points. Oh, man. I love a good finisher, I've got to say. But obviously, halfback is way more important. Yeah. Basically, what good. they're saying is, right? This is what this person's saying, okay? If the halfback is so important in the team, when a try is scored, why doesn't the halfback's name get put next to the try instead of the person to put it down? <laughs> That's what they're saying. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, I'm not drunk enough to make sense of it. That's nah, crazy. I was just going to move on from it. Yeah. Um, how many send-offs would it take for coaches to get the message regarding foul play? Um, well, we've been through this little attempt a few years back, and what we learnt was the coaches bitched and moaned. The media goes, oh, they're not happy. Let's side with them. And so the media then bitched and moaned, and then the NRL yielded and gave the media and the coaches what they wanted, which was we'll stop putting players in the bin, we'll stop being... Um, stop trying to clean the game up using penalties and we'll stop trying to send people off all the time. And now we're back to where we are. You know, if we had an administration that wasn't so terrified of, you know, coaches that were critical of them, that any time that a coach blew up about it, they'd just come out and say, shut up. Yeah. Or get fucked. Yeah, get <laughs> fucked. Can you imagine... <laughs> Graham Asley goes up with his PowerPoint presentation and his little pointer, and he just says, "There's you'd have, the, the, you'd, have, you'd have the words written on the screen and just the pointer would just point to it, <laughs> or he just comes out on his whiteboard and fucking he doesn't even say a word, and he writes Trent Barrett, and then underneath it, get fucked. <laughs> Actually, it'd be one of those ones that flips. Yeah." You just have to get fucked written on one side and just come out with it with the clean side showing. And every time someone asks a question, flip the board over. And then he just back. stands there doing that stance that The Rock does where he looks like he's playing with his cuff link, but he's playing yes. with his watch instead. And he just stands there in that stance, just staring into the camera. That's it. And then waits for the next question, flip it back, and then flip it back over. Yep. Just do that the whole way through. I think that would be a much better use for Graham Annesley. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'd like to see him do that. I think that's going to be a brilliant idea. Great idea, PVL. <laughs> yeah, good. I'm glad PVL come up with that idea. <laughs> He's a genius. Uh, what else we got on here? Someone said, can we get some more consistency? I don't know if he's referring to the... Um, if he's referring to Paul Kent's opinions or... I'm pretty sure consistency is a uh, Chinese meal, isn't it? You get combination chow mein, uh, fried rice, deep fried duck with sweet and sour sauce and consistency. <laughs> I think you might be right. Mm. Sounds, sounds familiar. Um, 
Amby asks, why is Kenty's hair standing on end this season of NRL 360? Different hair product used this year or an electric shock of some sort? <laughs> I haven't noticed that. I haven't watched it, so I haven't seen his hair. Does his hair look different? I've barely paid any attention to it. He comes on the screen, I look away. <laughs> like, oh, here comes that short, angry man. <laughs> See, I like I've got a nice, lush head of hair, so I don't have to fuck with it. In fact, normally I shave it off. But uh, likewise, I guess there's a point where if you start worrying about your hair, you just sort of puff it up, you know. That's right. You make them all stand up to attention. So right, yeah. I still have hair left. See, it's still there. It's excited. Yeah, you get the uh, you get the you know the brush that's like shaped like a circle. And you get the blow dryer and you just make it all fluffy. There you go. I don't use brushes. Yeah, neither do I. I I don't. Seriously, the last time I brushed or combed my hair, years. Yeah, I was still in primary school, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Back in that that, uh, private school you went to. Well, I went to. The old old money school where everyone's rich. Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) Yeah. You know, lunch costs like, I think you had to put it like a, a small $500 deposit down for lunch. Yeah, you'd go oh, in a big hall, you'd have your hot meals. Yeah, there's usually a, a, a seven-course spread. Would that be the seafood today, Master Ferguson? It's <laughs> like, so, yes, fuck, you don't want it now. <laughs> Not here for a conversation, or for a fee. <laughs> you know, that sort of stuff, you know. We all had those, didn't we? You call um, over the manager, you say... Excuse me, he made eye contact with me. Exactly. Uh, get them kicked out of class. Um, ben Carl says, Panthers broke several defensive records on the weekend and no mention. Then a highlights package of big plays in every game shown except Panthers. Is there a bias? They don't last like us. <laughs> last year, every episode was a Broncos episode, while another team won 17 in a row. I'd like to say that again... I dealt with this matter by talking about some some of the uh, Panthers' defence and the fact that they they created history on the weekend by being the first team to start a season with um, two you know, you know two results where they kept their their opponent scoreless. That's never happened mm-hmm. before in the first two rounds of a competition. Yeah. So you know, don't be attacking the media, man. This is, this is the media. I'm covering. I'm, I'm. I'm. I've got you all covered. This is where you got to follow independent rugby league content producers, and not the mainstream media. Exactly. Because we actually do cover the NRL 360, not 36, which I think is what these guys do. <laughs> um, do you think the Bulldogs can bounce back from their opening two games that were disappointing? Fuck no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Baz says, as if Brett Morris is on less than 250k, fucking sucks my Cox brown paper bag. <laughs> okay, that's a pretty reasoned argument. <laughs> yeah, it's not really asking a question. Yeah, it's more of a statement, isn't it? <laughs> it's a pretty clear statement. <laughs> um, that would be what? a really good thing to put on, like a um, a tombstone. Hey, <laughs> it would be. <laughs> I I would have liked to have seen that one actually come up on NRL three hundred and sixty. Just have fun. just have um <laughs> have Ben I can read that one out in his serious nerd voice. Your thoughts, Kenty? 
Bill Thorne's kid? Yeah, he does say that a lot, doesn't he? Oh, I don't think they use brown paper bags, you know. If their colours are red, white and blue, they'll probably find those white paper bags, you know. It suits the colour of the club a bit better. Yeah, what about those bags, those anti-tear ones that you get from Ikea? Yeah, yeah, they can use those. Yeah. Um, as far as sucking cocks, well, you know, they are roosters. Cock is the term for rooster. I don't know if you'd suck on it. I think chewing the chicken is a lot more uh, suitable, I guess, if you want to ingest the thing. He's probably defending them well enough by now. I feel like if I say anything at all in regards to any of the thoughts you just had, I'll just lead us down a really bad pathway and I'll have to yeah. edit the podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> there was no edit point here. <laughs> I, I, you, know, you know what? You know how you get different ways in, in regions that have different things? Um. I know in St. Helens they don't chew, they suck cock. That's probably where the edit point is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not editing that. Oh, righty. Then. I'm dying on that hill, Andrew. You're dying on that hill. You're dying on it alone. I'm dying. <laughs> I was about to say, and I know Andrew Ferguson endorses it. I'm not going with you on that hill. That's all yours. <laughs> There you go. There's something we don't agree on. Um, why doesn't the NRL follow the ARU in eliminating any contact above the shoulders with an instant 10 minutes or a yellow card in their system? Also getting the rest to grow some balls and start sending players off without them thinking they'll be dropped the week after. If I was going to look at emulating something successful in sport, the last thing I would do is go and look at anything the ARU is doing. Look, I can see where he's trying to get at here, okay? The problem is we already have rules and penalties in place for contacting someone around the head. Yeah. You know, if you go out and say, right, we're eliminating any contact above the shoulders, everyone's just going to say, that's the case anyway. Like, if you hit someone high now in the NRL as it is, you get penalised if it's not too bad. And if it is bad, you you can very likely get sent off and suspended, which is entirely the same thing that Rugby Union has. Yep. Uh, 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 I don't know. Um, getting the refs to grow some balls and start sending players off. The refs have been sending off more players in the last three years than they had done in the 10, 15 years prior to that. Yeah, it's been great. How many more testicles do you want them to have? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Enough they'll be wandering around with a weird gait like George, <laughs> George <laughs> Williams has. <laughs> oh. See, this is what happens. You, you end up pulling just a little bit of logic and dispel a whole heap of this crap. Yeah. But there we go. That's that's the uh, the end of the Ask Kenties for this week. Yeah, it's been good. I, I've enjoyed this Ask Kenty episode. We've needed to do it. We waited until we were a couple of rounds into the competition, and look what we've done with it. We've answered all your questions. We're so good at that. We know that Kenty doesn't. Because he doesn't care about you like we care about you. Exactly. You know what? We want people to send in more emails. We've got two emails ready to rock and roll. We're going to do them in the next episode. So send in some emails. Go to com. click on the contact section and send us some emails, ask questions, give your opinions, 
you know, what would be a question we could ask the the listeners? Um, uh, you know what uh, else is good is that people uh, people know that we do this Ask Kenty thing. Yeah. This is the eighth time we've done it now. Yeah. So what they need to do is continue asking Kenty questions, but clearly make it a question that you're asking us and put put our uh, put our podcast handle in the uh, in the question for Ask Kenty. So yeah. don't actually ask Kenty the question. You're asking us the question. But just put hashtag Ask Kenty on there anyway. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Let's just fucking hijack the whole thing. Exactly. Exactly. If it's good enough for Fox to hijack something, then it's good enough for us. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. See, well, when we do it, it's funny. That's right. That's right. Because we, we're geniuses like that. Yeah. That's what we do. Um, is there anything else we need to mention? No, anything else so. happened in the world of rugby league? Um, obviously, will... the J- Jared Hayne. I guess we should. Speak yeah, we'll touch on that. that. Um, he was found guilty of sexual assault. Yep. Um, for some reason, Fox has decided that they want to show a graphic two-second video. Yeah, it's just it's gross. I, like I don't I... know why they would go down that track, hey. We've been told already, you know, enough about what had happened. We don't need to see any graphic videos, you know. This It's a fucking sports thing, for Christ's sake. It's just say he's been found guilty and he's going to jail. There's no need for this. It's just fucking stupid reporting going that far. It really is. And it's, uh, you know, it. I, it was reported in the media today that he's going to get a custodial sentence. So he, he's going to jail. It's just a matter of how long. Um, I guess he's probably going to appeal the decision, is my guess. But um, Yeah, there's you a great thing. He will definitely appeal the guilty verdict. He said, I'd rather go to jail knowing I spoke the truth than be a free man living a lie. Okay. And then... Uh, you know, th- this is why you wait for the courts to make a decision because they get all the evidence, they get to see both sides of it and uh, they make a determination about what happened. So, um, yeah, hopefully the, the young lady that, that was the victim here um, is being looked after and, yeah, it's it's terrible that something like this happened to her. Yes, um, there's... No jail sentence for Jared Hayne, no matter how long we'll ever, um, you know, mend anything that's happened to her, uh, mentally especially. Yeah. So it's just a shit situation all around. Hopefully Jared Hayne doesn't get a light sentence because of who he is. If he gets the proper sentence that every other normal person would get if they did something stupid like this and, you know, disgusting like this. Yep, 100%. Um... On a slightly uh, lighter note, mm-hmm. Mark Guy's fear for Kevy Walters' Broncos reign after a race day drama. Oh, what happened? I don't know. I just saw the headline and thought, oh, I'll click on this. Yeah. Mark Guy's taken aim at Broncos management and claimed Kevin Walters' tenure as Brisbane coach is doomed before it starts if he isn't given total control at Red Hill. Yeah. Walters had a, Sunday, a Saturday afternoon out at Eagle Farm cancelled by club bosses in the wake of their derby loss to the Titans. That prompted 
Gordon Tallis to take aim at Broncos management. Of course it did. <laughs> Tallis said the Broncos were about to implode and kill them to give Walters total support and allowing to bring the club's old boys and current crop of players closer together. Oh, I see. So Kevin Walters is probably planned to have an old boys day where the old guys got together to speak with the new guys and who's going to be at the races. And the, the club cancelled it because they lost. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. That's kind of weird, don't you think? Yeah, I I think Kevin Walters is clearly trying to create a culture. Yeah. And make people aware of how proud the past players are of the club mm-hmm. and how devastated they should be by losses, I guess. Mm-hmm. By you know, having this intermingling between the two different groups. And the club bosses are going, no, we can't have that. They're probably, I bet this is because they didn't want to be reported in the media saying, mm, the day after losing their you know, 37th straight game, they were out at the races and having beers and drinks Happen- and shit. Yeah, I bet you're right. And funnily enough, the, the organisation that would have done that owns the Broncos. Yes. And also had been an, you know, an employer of Kevin Walters. Yes. Um, Corey Parker, though, hit back on on Fox League's big league rap show saying the club's obsession with its old boys was unhealthy. He said, why are we making a song and dance over a race day that got cancelled? I think you make a decision on what's in the best interest of the team. If the old boys are fair dinkum and they want to turn up and support the team. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's his opinion. <laughs> I don't know what the right answer is. Like sometimes I feel as though clubs start relying on that stuff too much. I did a tweet during the week that said like, as soon as clubs start talking about how special and unique and different they are, they always fail miserably. Um, so you you don't want to see a team start thinking about oh we're special, you know you got to you got to understand how special we are because they'll just keep losing. But um. But at the same time, I can see where Kevin Walters is trying to, you know, change direction. And this is maybe one of those steps towards changing the direction of the club. I think to to add to your comment there, it might have been 13 or 14 years ago mm-hmm. that whoever was the boss of the West Tigers suggested that the West Tigers were potentially going to be the next Manchester United of the NRL. Oh, really? Oh, jeez. Mm. I find that quote because it was an absolute ball terror. Everyone laughed at him at the time. Yeah. And it just gets funnier every year. Yeah, that's terrible. It's funny because, the, like, the Newcastle Knights, they did the whole world special club. They're terrible. Um, Bulldogs have done it. Um, you know, Manly, the Manly Seagulls. Every club that does it, they fall into a heap because n- no one else that's playing in the competition cares. They're too busy improving. Yep. That's exactly right. The minute you stop and start talking about how great you are is the minute you stop being great. 100%. Well, that's pretty much wrapped up the news, I think. Was there anything else? No, I think that's it. I don't think there's anything that was worthwhile talking on. A Kent comprehensive, got a comprehensive podcast. Absolutely. Kent wanted an eight-game ban for... Kafusi over his elbow. Oh, wow. He called it disgraceful and gutless. Well, I'm glad he had a me- another measured approach. Yeah, he probably said at the end of the show, too, that he thought it deserved just a warning. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he rolls. Yeah. 
See, he doesn't sit on the fence. He sits on both sides of the fence. He sits around the fence. <laughs> do you reckon that, like, he, if you sat him down and said, dude, why do you say this stuff? And just, like, is so extreme with it. And he says, listen, I've got to be on air, like, two hours a week. And they've said to me, just say something more extreme. Say something more extreme. And earn a lot of money doing it. I reckon they probably just say, put out as many opinions as possible because this is going to be the stuff that we're going to have to write about tomorrow. <laughs> probably, okay. And sure enough, it's already happening. Corey Parker responds to Paul Kent, who yeah. answered a question from Ben Iken. Exactly. Uh, every single article on there is, this is what our employee said about something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a thing on the Daily Telegraph um, website saying that the NRL is coming out swinging over headshots finally, but I don't know what the hell it's about. I think when I have headshots it. ever been allowed in rugby league after 1970? Like, th- they've been illegal for forever now. Yeah, well, even before then, like, if you... If you hit someone with an illegal shot, I mean, a headshot was always deemed illegal. Yeah. Even back in the 20s. You remember um, in the Duncan Thompson episode, there was an incident where apparently one player was on the ground trying to grab a ball, Mm. and he kicked at it. um, And the allegation was that he kicked at the player's head instead of the ball, and they got a suspension for it. So striking at the head was illegal in 1923. Yeah. That hasn't fucking changed. Yeah. A hundred years ago. It's a crackdown. in the game's history. It's just always been there. You don't, you don't do malicious shit on the field. No, no. There's a reason even in, I mean, it's in rugby union. There's a reason why the French rugby union competitions and teams got kicked out of the IRB back in the 30s, 20s and 30s, mm. because there was so much violence on the field. They were killing each other on the field. Yeah. You know, it's just a it's a common accepted fact across any contact sport. You don't attack the head. No. Uh, uh, uh. Anyway, that's it. I think I think we're done. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everyone. You can catch us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Fergo Freak Pod. We're on MySpace, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, so check us all out on there. Don't forget to uh, give us a five-star rating and review on your podcast app. And also, also don't forget, yes, manscaped.com. Yes. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping. When you use code code NRL, get the performance package, get the whole kit. Get it for yourself and get it while this deal lasts. This deal is not going to last forever. So go and do it right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, don't forget, they've got the weed whacker too to get rid of those nose hairs. So, you know, they're thinking not just about your nuts, but about your nose as well. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So check that out too. Um, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll catch you all next time.